0: everybody hi everybody so remember how we said we weren't gonna do an episode for election week and then we did an episode for election week but not
1: the week after, not
0: the week after. <laughs> it's really funny because if you listen to the election week episode too it yeah it very much feels like that was supposed to come out the week after although i specifically kind of mentioned how it was for election week yeah but it really feels like it should have just been released the week after yeah but- i feel like
1: Ever since the Xbox got here, we have done nothing else.
0: Well, that was my next thing I was going to pick. But also, I've been really distracted, and it's hard to pull me away from the new Xbox. So sorry. <laughs> but for me, it was worth it. I hope you guys are able to just be okay <laughs> with it. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, we are back. Yay. On a semi consistent schedule.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
0: New episodes every, you know, whenever we feel like it.
1: Couple weeks?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that being said. I'm Mike. And
1: I'm Brandy. And, and this, this is, is Sunshine, Sunshine and, Murder. and
0: Murder. Hey, you said it this time.
1: a little
0: bit oh you think she's gonna be a problem
1: i don't know i honestly don't know she doesn't make sense sometimes so i don't know how it's gonna go that's
0: fair i feel like at this point if you listen to our podcast you just need to understand that we have a dog if you don't understand we have a dog a you haven't been listening to the podcast anyway yes (laughs) i don't have a b but b (laughs) you just got to get over it if you want the content you have to be okay knowing that there may or may not be whines, barks, scratches, chews, or any number of other noises or things that may happen during said podcast.
1: But do they want the content?
0: If they're listening to the podcast (laughs) and they don't want the content...
1: Just turn the volume down.
0: I'm very confused. I appreciate it. (laughs) But I'm unsure why you're here. But thank you. (laughs) Anyway. What do you have for me this week, Brandy Taylor?
1: <laughs> I have a very, very short story.
0: We don't tell them that. You just say it, and then you finish it in like two minutes, and you're like... Okay, that was it. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming.
1: No. It's it's a very short one. You know, usually when my pages are like eight to ten, yeah. I'm at three.
0: With Well, usually it's eight to ten with like four pages of photos.
1: No, it's like two pages <laughs> just, of photos.
0: I'm sure it'll be a great three pages.
1: Eh, debatable. Anyway. So I really like the weirdness of the last one. So as did I. I'm gonna try to kind of stick to that. It's not as weird,
0: but, it's, but weird. it's a little weird. Cool. I got a really fun one, to do that's fine.
1: I'm gonna tell you the story of Robert Lyons, L Y O N S.
0: Oh, I was really because I was like, ooh, all right. There's lions. It's Robert's lions. Got it. <laughs> Let's go. Robert and his lions.
1: Okay. The reason, one reason, this is so short. Is because I have nothing, nothing really before what happened happened.
0: So like last week. It's kind of like, kinda like uh, up in the air about. Yes.
1: So Robert Lyons was born on June 9th, 1972 in Chicago. He was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. which is always a good thing when I'm telling the story.
0: Always a good thing.
1: So he had numerous inpatient treatments. hmm for suicide attempts okay so clearly needs help
0: yeah for sure
1: unfortunately i feel like he should have stayed in the hospital because whenever of course whenever i tell this story whatever medication they're taking for a disease if they have to keep taking it they never seem to do that and it just feels like there should be a way to figure out if they're gonna take their medication or not
0: yeah, I mean, there should be, but I don't know how you would, like, without forcing it down their throat, Yeah, how do you make sure people are taking their medication?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just up to them. They have to want to do it, and that doesn't seem to work out all the time.
0: All the time is an understatement.
1: Anyway, so Lyons was 39, living with his mother, Linda Bolick and her boyfriend, Stan... I did not look this up.
0: <laughs> just Stan. His name is Stan.
1: <laughs> m-a-t-u-s-i-a-k
0: can i see it yeah matusiak that's how i'd say it okay we'll call him stan
1: stan and they lived in carol stream chicago carol stream do you know where that is
0: no not even close
1: so i looked it up hey all right (laughs) it's a nine hour drive west of chicago
0: oh wow (laughs) wait you said carol stream chicago Yes. But it's a nine-hour drive west of Chicago, Sorry. Carol Stream, Illinois. Yes. A nine-hour drive west of Chicago. Yes. I was like, man, I knew, I knew Chicago was big, but like, Texas big? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Dory. You do great. It's it's the week off. It's a uh, it's the week off.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so Lions and Stan. What? 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 I'm just
0: laughing. Okay. I'm just this uh this. Wonderful, Kavita, sparkling probiotic drink, lemon cayenne flavored is uh, just making me all sorts of bubbly.
1: I love how you're holding it like it's an ad, like they can see you.
0: Yeah, I was totally laughing at my drink and not the uh, fact that Chicago's nine hours wide. <laughs> um, so, Robert Lyons and Stan yes. were doing something important together.
1: They were doing something important together?
0: I mean, they were doing something together. They were
1: arguing. Uh, well, I mean,
0: quite possibly important
1: apparently they had profanity laced <laughs> this
0: is gonna be I a giggly episode this. i guess anyway deep breath. <sighs> <laughs> it
1: makes me laugh more take a
0: lamaze class and we'll uh, figure out how to do some deep breathing
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i'm over here doing deep breathing in case anyone's wondering why she's laughing you're welcome
1: it's the look it's the look on the face
0: <laughs> sorry i promised to stop okay no, 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 no.
1: i need a partition Okay, let's try to do this. Stop it.
0: (laughs) You might want to cut out some of those giggles. (laughs) Alright, I'm done. Okay. We gotta get through it.
1: Anyway, it's only three pages. (laughs) So it was reported that Lyons and Stan had profanity-laced quarrels once or twice a month, usually over Lyons' unwillingness to do household chores.
0: Okay. It's not a good home environment.
1: Since it was just him and his mom- I'm assuming his mom like babied him. It was like, oh no, just sit there, relax. I'll do everything. And then when Stan came into the picture, he's like, no, dude, you need to at least like clean up after yourself. And he was like, no, I'm good.
0: You're making your mom do all this. Why is your, your, your mom shouldn't have to do all this work? Yeah. yeah. Which is obviously totally fair, especially considering he's a grown ass adult. Yeah. Your your mom shouldn't be, you're a grown ass, you're like super grown ass adult. So Stan's like an older guy then because the mom's obviously over yes. this point because almost 40 years old yes you're living with your mom at 40 years old which is fine maybe you're taking care of her i don't know i kind of doubt I it i think
1: she was probably taking care of him I was say,
0: based on sort of all the other context yeah. we have
1: and then also his bipolar disorder seemed to be really bad with like the inpatient treatments and everything maybe he wasn't allowed to live on his own or couldn't live on his own
0: yeah even that being said though with the mom taking care of him You probably shouldn't be getting into a shouting match, especially like a profanity-laced shouting match with someone who is getting treated for a bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. Probably the last thing that you should be doing.
1: Especially because he had so many suicide attempts.
0: Like, I would think that would not be a good idea.
1: No. I also don't know if he had a job, could have a job, could hold down a job. He might
0: be collecting, like, disability or something, too. Depending on how severe some of his... Yeah.
1: So I'm assuming all of the arguments were just about like chores and work around the house, and not about working in general, because they specifically said it was because he didn't want to do anything around the house.
0: Yeah. So. Which is fair.
1: On March fourteenth, two thousand and eight, Lyons came home from running some errands. Him and his mother started arguing because he spent flowers. He spent flowers. He He spent flowers. He spent money on flowers for hostesses at an outback he goes to all the time.
0: Hey, alright.
1: After that... Although
0: would you consider that he's 40 years old and those hostesses are probably like 18 or...
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, mm, Maybe not so mm, good. mm. So even after the argument, Lyons asked his mother to ask her friend if he could use their skybox at a local stadium because he wanted to see Avril Lavigne in concert.
0: Yo, what up? (laughs) That's... (laughs) curveball curve i was not ready <laughs> i wasn't ready and of
1: anybody he could see i'm hyped i was I'm not hyped, prepared though. for that
0: homeboy was ready to go yeah see some avril yeah hey,
1: hey hey sorry go ahead when linda said that she wouldn't do it yeah he lost it okay he took a bottle of cognac and bashed his mother over the head with
0: cognac yeah was the bottle
1: okay I don't know. It oh, doesn't man. say what a waste. It never says if it's empty, is it full? Is it
0: broken? Is it nothing? What a waste of co- those bottles are built pretty sturdy. The the cognac's probably fine. Oh then now it's locked in some evidence locker. What a waste sorry, the mom's dead. Um
1: Then he stabbed her in the back oh, nine times. Yep,
0: okay, bad. I take my joke back. That's bad. I thought it was funny though.
1: Then he poured cleaning supplies. Then he poured cleaning supplies and Mm -hmm. insecticides all over her body and left her inside. Then he called Stan, told him that Linda attacked him with a knife, which obviously Stan didn't believe. Stan said bullshit. And when Stan asked where she was, Lyons goes, she's in the house. Said nothing about her being dead.
0: Technically the truth, though. Yes. He didn't lie to him.
1: But he said nothing about him killing her.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I almost feel bad because I'm in a really laughy mood today. Me too. And I feel like I'm joking about this, yeah. but like, also someone died. So yes. Pretty messed up. Yes. Someone died because someone wasn't able to get the help that they probably truthfully needed, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is even more. Me- I just want to like harp on that message for a second because I feel bad for laughing about the cognac bottle. Yeah. But someone died. Yes. That did not deserve to die. No. Because someone else,
1: mm-hmm.
0: their child. Was unable to get the help that they needed. Yes. That's a problem. Yes. Sorry. Back to it.
1: Then Lyons drove to a bookstore where he bought a book and wrote the name of a general hospital character in like the inside cover.
0: Wait, what? So he killed his mom. Yeah. Drove to a
1: bookstore. Bought a book.
0: Which obviously one does at a bookstore.
1: Yeah. Then he wrote the name
0: of a a character
1: from General Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. On the book, like, in like, the inside like, cover. As if that
0: was, like, the person who had, like, owned the book. Yeah. Okay. That's why? It? That's just, I don't... It's that's part it? Of the, like, that's story? it? That's
1: I, I have no idea why. I
0: love that that's part of the story with pretty much no context.
1: Yes. Like, that's what he did. And it's like, uh, okay. Why? Don't know.
0: Because reasons? Yes. It puts you in his frame of mind, I guess. Like, it just yeah. shows you sort of his thinking... And how it wasn't necessarily
1: rational, good, rational or all there, and, yeah. yeah. So then he drove around for a couple hours before going to Hooters, which is where the police arrested him. Okay. I don't know why, like, why didn't he go to Outback since he frequented that air that <coughs> <laughs> like restaurant all the time?
0: It just happened to be a Hooters. It just
1: happened to be a Hooters.
0: Again, he obviously had a mental break.
1: Yeah. You
0: know a manic episode or something you know what i mean because one doesn't just bash their mother over the head with a cognac bottle stab them seven times nine times nine times i'm sorry go to a bookstore to buy a book yes write the name of a general hospital character in it and then go fuck off for sorry for my language but (laughs) go to hooters you Mm -hmm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. to like wait out i just don't
1: yeah it makes no sense
0: and zero rationale at all
1: yeah and the thing that set him off was that he couldn't go see Avril Lavigne in concert which
0: is honestly the best slash worst part of this story the fact that Avril Lavigne <laughs> yeah. was the set off
1: yeah not like the yelling about spending money the any of this no it was, you can't go see Avril Lavigne so he stabbed her like,
0: I don't... What? I don't... I, I, again, probably some sort of manic... Yeah. ...break. I would think.
1: After a six-day trial, the jury found him guilty of first-degree murder. Uh, Lyons was eligible for life, but the judge cited his history of mental illness and gave him 40 years with no chance of parole.
0: Okay. I mean, I he was mean, already 40. hmm But, again, I don't... I, this is one of those situations where it's like, he doesn't belong necessarily in a prison cell unless yes. he's also getting the mental health help yes. that he needs the mental help that he needs while in prison mm-hmm. otherwise he should be in some sort of mental facility yes. you know that can like help him that way
1: absolutely stan when the sentence <laughs> said
0: way he said that S- stan stan.
1: <laughs> stan said when the sentence was handed down 40 years is 40 years it's like a life sentence because it is I mean,
0: especially when someone's already forty years old.
1: Yes. Yeah. So he's going to be eighty mm-hmm. if he makes it that long.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially with no possibility for running. And then, and
1: then what is he going to do? Yeah. Like they're going to have to put him in like a state-run nursing home or something yeah. at that point.
0: Because we've talked about that. On our, if you want more information on prisons and prison reform, please check out our last, not last, last before last, last maybe before that episode. I don't, I don't remember how <laughs> many we're on. <all> like sixteen, <laughs> I think.
1: That's it. That's oh, all that I was got. The, that was the end. That's, that's that, was the your, end. that was
0: your big tie the bow on it. Yes. Final sentence?
1: Yes. That's all I have.
0: Oh, solid. I love that you said the final sentence and then waited until I commented on it to let me know that it was the final sentence. <laughs> Very dramatic.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. I told you it was short. It that's was all short I got. and a
0: little quirky. Yeah. Now we're going to listen to some Avril Lavigne. We'll be right back. Woo! But no, seriously. <laughs>
1: that's what set him off.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's a... Uh, Mm-hmm. what year was this i'm sorry i feel like i missed something in this story it doesn't help that it was so short but you would think i would have memorized everything based on the fact that it's two I and didn't, a half pages i didn't memorize
1: everything uh he killed his mother on march 14th 2008
0: okay that's what i thought 2008 i guess it's the early 2000 well not it's like late 2000s well not late 2000s it's like late it's 2008 yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to say it's the late period of the early 2000s, because it's not 2010 yes. or later. Yes. It's not the teens. It's not the teens. It's not the 2010s? Yes. Going, <laughs> 2000 teens. 2000 teens? Yes. Words are hard, teens. man. teens. I like it. Words are hard. I'm, I guess Avril Lavigne was popular then. I don't actually... T- time is hard to sort of like... <laughs>
1: Pin down. Yeah. Um, especially when you're older you're just like wait when when did this happen i remember
0: this being a thing but like when it was a thing i have no idea yeah exactly i'm sure everyone's yelling at me right now like oh my god you don't remember when avril lavigne's song came out the the one the one that hey the hey hey you i don't like your fucking person (laughs) hold on i'm uh hey
1: hey, you i don't like your fucking person
0: (laughs) yes that's not what it's called i like
1: that i like that a lot
0: what is it called? My um, new
1: favorite song. Is it Girlfriend?
0: I searched Avril Lavigne. Oh, there it is Girlfriend. Look at you. According to uh, YouTube, the, that video came out to it was nine. So I would assume the song came around at the same time. So actually, you know what? That timeline makes sense. <laughs> the fact that a 40-year-old was hyped to go see <laughs> Avril Lavigne, though, is still <laughs> a little confusing. But hey, you know what?
1: So hyped that when he couldn't, he committed murder i i don't get the connection
0: at all right yeah yeah Yeah, like 2007's when the album came out yeah wow okay yeah you know what timeline checks out super weird (laughs) but the timeline checks out
1: (laughs) but like was he arguing with his mother all the time or like his mother and stan equally Or is it just because it was his mother said no And she doesn't usually say no to him
0: Yeah and I think again probably the fact that he's bipolar And the meds weren't really You know he wasn't Taking them necessarily like It all contributed to just a a Snap Yeah, you know Because I feel like when you're unfortunately when your brain is Wired a certain way and you're not taking The things to wire it the right way or to help it At least kind of be on the right path uh, You know I feel like anything at that point Can be anything that sets you off exactly On a happy note I don't have a sad story for you or Woo. any sort of depressing story at all. I really only have fun. I like fun. I like fun too. But first, as a brief continuation in my saga of charities that do awesome things for sick kids by getting them cool shit to play with while mm-hmm. they're in the hospital, Yeah. I want to give a quick shout out to a charity called Little Bricks. I actually found out about this one thanks to Brandy and her obsession with scrolling through Instagram videos. Yes. The idea is pretty simple. They donate Lego sets to children's hospitals. Yep. That's it. It's adorable. That's that's the whole shtick. You can actually donate Lego sets directly to them, or you can donate money, and then they'll use that to buy Lego sets. But sets? Lego sets. Lego sets. Uh, but that's it.
1: That's all they do. That's it. it. it.
0: Pretty effing cool. The reason, though, that it was an Instagram video and Brittany saw it is they have something called the Brick Walk Challenge.
1: (laughs) It sounds Uh, so painful.
0: where you do exactly that. You record yourself walking barefoot on Lego bricks for charity. They have, like, a song that you're supposed to set it to and everything, but, yeah, yeah, that's it. And then, of course, obviously pain ensues for the person walking, hilarity for all of us. They raise the message about, like, hey, donate, you know, money to this charity Mm because we're trying to help kids, and that's it which is nothing to really it nothing cool. else to it there's not really like a history or anything i could find about it but that's just a cool one i wanted to give a quick shout out to as sort of a continuation of last episode yeah. so like children's hospital cool gift thing I love <laughs> that so that's just a fun one I mean, there's a link to the website and like the challenge on our website so check Woo. it out what what <laughs> on to the story so so branny taylor michael's an audience but you can't answer back what are three things that i absolutely love but maybe don't have a lot in common what what are three things that I absolutely that love? You love,
1: but they don't have but anything in common? maybe
0: you don't have a lot in common. You're right. Exactly correct. Yep. The answers are, one, puppies. Uh-huh. Two, helping wounded war veterans. And three, prison being used as a tool for rehabilitation. I'm so <laughs> glad you knew that those were the three things that I was going to say. You know me so well. Those were so obvious. They were right out in front of your face. It's funny because it's kind of actually sort of true.
1: Yes. But. <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> luckily they do all have one thing in common at least yeah and that is puppies behind bars
1: why are you putting puppies behind bars did they do something bad
0: yeah so puppies get sent to prison no uh, puppies behind bars no. actually trains prison inmates to raise service dogs for wounded war veterans and first responders as well this. as explosive detection canines for law enforcement i love this isn't that freaking sweet
1: yes because I mean, with everybody being where we are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a bunch Braini's of people already kind of like sort of oh, tearing
0: yeah. up her eyes, are already getting misty.
1: Absolutely, a bunch of people adopted dogs because if you're lonely or like depressed and need a companion,
0: mm-hmm. get a dog, yeah,
1: or an animal, yeah. So I feel like that's that would help them.
0: I greatly agree unequivocally. So right from their site, their mission is, and I quote. As the puppies mature into well-loved, well-behaved dogs, the raisers learn what it means to contribute to society rather than take from it. I just love that's like Aww. perfect. Yeah. Um. But again, yeah, like totally. The idea is that these prisoners can not only contribute to society and do something good for these wounded veterans or people that yeah. don't need to service dogs yeah. or law enforcement or whatever they're going to, mm-hmm. but they're able to learn to sort of like raise. They have a companion while they're yeah. in prison. They're able to sort of not only learn a skill so if they get out of prison they can continue doing this but you know there's again it's prison for rehabilitation yes instead of
1: yes and it gives them something to do because obviously if they're getting in trouble all the time Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or like you know causing problems they're not going to be in this program yeah so it also gives them something to look forward to so then they will avoid any like
0: oh i totally know what i'm talking about next week now i just thought of it yeah. Because of, yeah, the well, because of this, because of the story. If you haven't seen, this will be your spoiler, non spoiler for next week. Actually, it's a pretty big spoiler if you actually look it up. But it's called The Mustang. Yeah. You know what it is. Uh
1: huh.
0: Phenomenal movie. Just how I found out about it. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe I'll see if I can do some more research on it. And then we can talk about that next week. Cause that'd be really cool. Okay. But that ties into sort of what, you know, I'm talking about this week. Got it. So, anyway. Puppies enter prison at the age of 8 weeks. I love the way they wrote that on their website too. Puppies enter prison <laughs> at the age of 8 weeks old and live with their inmate puppy raisers for approximately 24 months. And that, that range varies depending on what they're being trained for. That makes sense. Their graduation rate for dogs is actually over 75%, which oh, is wow. apparently pretty good. I and mean, any dogs that don't graduate end uh-huh. up getting released for adoption. The adoption sort of also like a donation process mm-hmm. and uh because of the Obviously, the skill of some of the dogs, it's a little bit more expensive than, like, a traditional adoption. Which makes sense. I think it's, like, $4,000 or something like that. But the majority of the dogs get adopted, I guess, is the the good news. So it's not like these... Yeah. And, again, it's... They're also doing it because they're trying to still raise money for this program. It's not like they're just trying to give the dogs away. Yeah, of course. They want the dogs to go to a good home. They have a huge vetting process before they get adopted out, and there's a whole Which
1: makes sense, because... And it also makes sense that it's so high. Yeah. Because... They don't want, you know, anyone adopting this dog and mm-hmm. this dog just like sitting outside chained up.
0: Yeah. No, exactly, here. and they have a they have a whole. That's not a buyback program, but it's a you're not legally you sign a contract like you from most adoption places. Like you have to give the dog back to the charity yes. if you're if you're trying to like get rid of them or anything along those lines. But so the graduation rate for dogs, they say they're able to keep it that high by adapting constantly to new training methods and feedback from the groups that the dogs go to. Mm. So they work pretty close with law enforcement or with veterans or with you know these service dog groups yeah. to sort of learn the best best methods and things to actually like train them properly. And that like, makes sense. They also stay pretty flexible with the end goal for the dog, so they gen- generally they'll pick, and I sort of mention it a little later, but they'll pick a dog from like a litter or whatever based on sort of their temperament and their personality, okay. and decide what role that dog would best be suited for, so oh, like a service cool. dog or a you know companion dog or a yeah bomb sniffing dog, whatever okay. it is, based on their temperament, and then they'll train them for that. But as oh, they do cool. grow older, it's not like they're like, nope, you have to do this. This is if the dog does, like, change or show that, like, oh, maybe they actually be a little bit better than this, they stay flexible with that. So they're willing oh. to, like, sort of change on a dime to get them trained for something else. That's cool. Um, which, again, just contributes to the graduation rate.
1: Yeah. Instead of forcing <laughs> them to do what they first signed them up for. Exactly.
0: Like, they're willing to be flexible and work around it mm-hmm. so before i get into the programs themselves i'm just gonna because it's pr- pretty simple i'll give you a quick breakdown of their history okay so october 1997 is when they first opened when they opened their first class in the bedford hills women's prison Ooh. september 1998 they opened in the fish skills uh that's how i'm gonna say that because it's literally fish kill men's prison <laughs> august 1999 they had their first guide dog lucy graduate from their program Aww. which is pretty awesome yeah uh april 2001 they opened in the edna mahan women's prison in Clinton, New Jersey. September 2001 they hired their first puppy raiser to work in their New York office Um, (laughs) and their puppy raisers from what I could tell seems like it's a mix of volunteer staff and people who have come out of prison or like transitioning into like yeah so it's pretty cool okay May 2002 they started raising their explosive detection canines January 2006 they opened in the Otisville men's prison April 2006 they stopped raising guide dogs not entirely. The verbiage is a little weird, but they started raising service dogs. Oh,
1: so not specifically, not guide, specifically dogs, guide dogs. Not specifically
0: guide dogs. They just... do a lot more than just be guide dogs. You Got know what it. I mean? Yeah. Which brings us to June 2006. So still in that 2006 year, uh, they started their dog tags, service dogs for those who've served us. Aw. Uh, and then also in June 2006, they started Pause and Reflect, which is a homebound elderly visitation program. that oh, They started that's adorable. in New York City. Yeah, so... Just, they like go visit elderly homes, basically. Yeah, and like, with dogs, like, with dogs, and say hi to dogs. Yeah, February two thousand eight, their first service dog was paired with an Iraq war veteran. Oh wow! Uh, April two thousand twelve, their dog Zoe was inducted into the United States Army as Sergeant First Class <laughs> and deployed to Afghanistan as a therapy dog.
1: Oh wow!
0: Um, February two thousand thirteen, they had dogs start going down to Manhattan District Attorney's office weekly to comfort victims of abuse oh my god so acting as therapy yeah. dogs in may 2015 the i'm gonna say that's probably wrong but the SCAFE, scaife s-c-a-i-f-e okay. family foundation early social socialization center opened <laughs> that's a mouthful, mouthful. <laughs> and so what that is they partner with the scaife family foundation and they uh purchased land in a house in upstate new york where they could start socializing puppies from the very beginning of their lives oh wow and have a place for older dogs to be given extra help so, yeah, which is pretty That's awesome. so cute. In May 2016, the first litter of service dog puppies at the Escape Family Foundation Early Socialization Center. So they had their first, like, litter born. Aww. Uh, in January 2017, they opened in the Wall Kill Men's Prison, which is funny. So they had Fish Kill and Wall Kill. And then in May 2018, their first backup buddy service dog was paired with first responders. Backup so, buddy? Yeah, isn't that awesome?
1: That's, oh, my God. These names. I love it.
0: But that's like a quick rundown of the history, so I'll break down the programs for you real quick, too. First up on that list, I sort of already mentioned it, but it's the Dog Tags, Service Dogs for Those Who Served Us program. I love it. it started in 2006. It was created in order to provide service dogs to combat veterans returning home from Iraq and Afghanistan and who have suffered a physical injury, including traumatic brain injury or post-traumatic stress disorder. Aww. So...
1: Which has to be a lot of dogs, because I feel like there's quite a <laughs> few of them that suffer from P- from PTSD. Yes,
0: for sure. Yeah. So the the what they do is they end up basically raising a bunch of Labrador Retriever puppies. I guess those tend to be the big one for them, which kind of makes like sense. Makes... I feel like, right? Yeah. But so they, they are trained in prison from the age of eight weeks until they're ready to be placed with the veteran. So mm-hmm. from eight weeks until they said roughly between 20 and 28 months of age i guess it just depends on the dog and like the temperament and all that sort of stuff yeah Um, but when a puppy's matched with a disabled veteran uh they actually have final training with the vet and the dog just to meet the veteran's needs in particular which also i guess could be why maybe it takes longer for some It's like, okay, well, the vet needs this in particular, so we'll like work on this more or like this, that, and the other. Currently, approximately 50 service dogs are being raised in four of their seven prisons. Oh wow. So four of the seven prisons are focused on raising service dogs for, you know, veterans, basically. Well, not just veterans, I guess, but like that's their biggest market. Yeah, exactly. Their service dogs learn apparently 85 commands. Oh, wow. That are, I guess they're standard. So the industry, I guess, for service dogs has like a standard. These are the 85 commands that like service dogs which is insane to think about um wow. they give things like retrieving objects turning on and off lights opening doors so wheelchair can pass through etc so
1: that's so cool that's
0: freaking s- what
1: <laughs> right like
0: come on abby get your shit together what are you doing
1: we can't even get her just to like sit still or stop barking
0: exactly
1: let alone open a door
0: but i guess they also train and teach five specific commands that they don't say what but they uh to assist wounded warriors returning from uh, re- returning from war with PTSD and like uh, traumatic brain injury. Sorry, it says TVI, and I was like, This stands for something. I just said it.
1: <laughs> I wonder if it's something like calming them down, like knowing when they're, yeah, like having, going like, some to them or something, or like seeing their own. I don't know, something yeah. along those lines. I would think kind of like for people who have seizures,
0: yeah, like the dog that like, comes to them to like, yeah, yeah. So on their site, they have an actual story from a veteran who got one of these dogs. Yeah, I'm gonna read that for you. I was reading it directly from the site, so this is not me being, like, fancy with my, you know, words. This is literally straight from the copy, copy and pasted from the website. Uh, so, when Army Specialist... I say so a lot. When Army Specialist... So. When Army Specialist April Grossman returned from serving in Afghanistan in 2011, it took six years before she finally felt she had made it home. Oh, wow. Depression, insomnia, panic attacks, and negative thinking. Symptoms of her struggle with combat and military sexual trauma-related PTSD. Wow. We're all... Yeah, that... Yeah. Fuck. We're all taking a toll on her relationships her job and her ability to go out into public once the number of medications she was prescribed reached a total of 12 April- oh my god! <laughs> yeah no joke April decided to apply to Puppies Behind Bars for a service dog in July of 2017 April took part in Puppies Behind Bars team training half the classes were held at Downstate Correctional a men's maximum security facility and April was paired with a beautiful black Labrador retriever named Waldo Mm. April remembers, quote, as a survivor of military sexual trauma, the thought of going into a men's prison frightened me. I'm sure. Unexpectedly, I realized these inmates are amazing, end quote. Mm. From the inmate puppy raisers, she learned commands that would help her overcome panic attacks in public. She was taught never to use the word no with Waldo, which helped her rewire her brain to think positively. She says, because of their work, I am not only able to live a normal life, but my medication list has gone from 12 to 2. Positive relationships have been built with people around me. Waldo and I have made great friends. We've gone out to restaurants, we shop, and are training for a 5K. We live a happy life.
1: That's my answer.
0: <laughs> I kind of figured. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I obviously have to include this in the podcast. <laughs> That's everything I can get on the dog text program. Next up is the Backup Buddy, Service Dogs for First Responders.
1: Good, because I'm already crying.
0: <laughs> Good. Uh, unfortunately, there's actually not a lot of info on the founding of this program. Yeah. The page for it really reads like it's meant for first responders looking for more info on how to sign up, but that's how they all read which I guess makes sense because that's sort of the whole idea. They want people to, like, know what the dogs are being trained and, like, yeah. how the process works and all this so that you can sign up and get more information. And you know, I'm like, oh, maybe this could help me and, you know, et cetera. Which so, makes
1: sense. Um, I didn't know that the person who would get the dog would go to the prison.
0: I mean, that's where they're getting trained. Yeah. Huh. It does seem kind of crazy to think about. Yes. But kind of freaking cool. Yeah. Because it's like, again, those are their trainers. Yes. Those are the ones who can tell you what works best with the dog, yes. how the dog acts, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Yep. They honestly, they're probably the ones that could tell if the dog's even a good fit for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Absolutely. Like, they have been raising them yeah. their entire lives. So they know, like, little signs and be like, oh, they're actually super uncomfortable right now. Yeah. So.
0: so I think it makes sense. But they do say, for the backup buddies, that they, prior to the dogs being paired with a responder... They've had at least ten thousand hours of socialization, going everywhere from schools to libraries, houses of worship, baseball games, sports events, movies, buses, trains, yada 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 yada. Oh, wow. I said even countless weekends wandering Manhattan. So they'll like take oh, them to wow. Manhattan and they'll just like walk up Manhattan with the dog and like get them all socialized and ready to go out into the world. Cause, I mean, they have to. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, they should be perfectly social if they're walking around with, you know, cops, firefighters, this yeah. that, and the other. You know, chaos it's like, going on. Come on.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you see a really well-behaved dog walking around Manhattan.
0: Probably. Uh, well, not probably, but maybe. Maybe. Which leads us to the Explosive Detection Canine Program. Uh, the Explosive Detection Canine Program was created in response to the September 11th terrorist attacks. They're very upfront about that. Makes sense. The puppies chosen for this are pretty much the opposite of all the dogs they would choose to become service dogs. <laughs> they said the complete opposite yeah. um starting at about six weeks old they start testing puppies for a high energy level independence and a strong prey drive they said those are the dogs that make perfect explosive detection dogs they get trained for about a year before going on to be tested by law enforcement so they get trained only for a year compared to everyone else's like 20 to 28 yeah. months and i'm guessing at that point the law enforcement probably takes over with the rest of the training i would think because they that would make they need, sense it's like okay they're ready for you to now do whatever else yeah like specify yeah exactly
1: whatever they actually need
0: but according to puppies behind bars over the years their dogs have gone on to serve in presidential security details and have been on the scene at some of the most newsworthy bombing attempts in our country
1: can we be famous enough that we have a dog on our security team
0: right please i'm cool with that someone make that happen (laughs) someone make that happen thank you and that's really all the info i have on the charity there's not like a it's not like a lengthy history if uh i linked to it obviously on the website but they do have some photos on each of the little bullets i talked about for okay. the history thing so that's kind of cool you can see some of that stuff check out the website but Uh-oh. that being said now if i can get a drum roll please for everyone's favorite part of the podcast <laughs> because you know that i michael simmons could never forget to mention it they're charity navigators <laughs> for
1: I knew it was somewhere. It had to be somewhere.
0: I am uh, incredibly happy to say that not only does Puppies Behind Bars have a perfect four-star rating on Charity Navigator. Nice. But they're actually in the elite, in the elite, less than 1% of charities that have been rated by Charity Navigator that have received at least 13 consecutive four-star ratings. What? 13 consecutive.
1: And how... How often do they rate them?
0: It's every year, I believe. But yeah. most of the times they go off the annual reports that yeah. the charities put out. So and the rating like changes based on that. So yeah. to my knowledge, every year, don't quote wow. me on that.
1: That's insane. Thirteen.
0: Either way, 13 consecutive. Even if yeah. it's every couple of years, like 13 consecutive ratings. Four stars.
1: That's amazing.
0: It's pretty incredible, I thought. So not only do they do awesome shit, but...
1: They're really good at doing awesome shit. But they're shit. also very <laughs>
0: transparent and, like, yeah. buy the books and don't, you know, take advantage of anybody or their money or, you know, situation. I or love that. Design. So, pretty effing cool. Love it. Yeah, And they cover all the costs for when people are, like, going to these prisons and stuff to, like, get the dog. And meet yeah. The dog. They cover all the costs for that. Oh, wow. They cover the hotel travel. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going
1: to say, what happens if they're in another state? No, no. They cover all of it. Because it, it's only seven.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. All of it.
1: No wonder Hotel the accommodations,
0: ad- travel everything
1: no wonder the adoptions for the dogs who don't graduate are so much
0: well yeah exactly they gotta
1: <laughs> they cover everything they gotta cover like, a lot that makes sense i like it i'm a fan
0: yeah it was going I told you it was like just pure unadulterated fun and happiness
1: just fun which is what we all need right now
0: yeah I mean you know yeah yeah yep mm-hmm with the
1: uh I would say more but I've been told to try to be unbiased on the podcast.
0: Look, I never said that you can't state your opinions. I just think that it would be good. beneficial. It would be beneficial not only for us but for our audience and for our listeners to have a place where they could go. Yes. That Aside from the last several episodes. (laughs) The last four or five, seven, ten, I don't remember. You know, whichever. The last like ten episodes. Uh were like political. You know what I mean? Like it'd be nice to have a place where you can go just like for some fun, you know, not have to worry about the
1: Absolutely. Which is what we're gonna try to crap
0: happening in the world.
1: Focus. Well not not
0: the crap happening in the world because i we obviously talk about bad stuff happening in the world and or good things with charities and all that. But Obviously, bad stuff will be brought up. Yes. But. But. I personally will try to remain unbiased.
1: I will do my best.
0: Um, Brandy will be the sounding board for everyone who wants to hear visceral opinions about things. Yes. In the current state of affairs.
1: I will do my best. No, she won't. Yes, I will. It doesn't mean I won't do it. <laughs> just means I will try my best
0: what she's not telling you is her best in this regard is like the lowest bar that she's ever set for any of her bests ever
1: yes but no one needs to know that
0: <laughs> um I just looked it up real quick because I realized I didn't mention it but just for some fun numbers because I feel like numbers are always like a cool thing to hear right their total revenue for 2018 was $3,862,375. Oh, wow. Yeah, their total expenses were $2,314,185.
1: Which, again, makes more sense now that I know that they cover all the costs of the people going yeah. to I mean, pick 100%. up their dog.
0: And when you compare their program expenses of one million nine hundred ninety thousand three hundred thirty-nine dollars yeah. to their administrative expenses, which are only 214723 I feel like that's a pretty... Yeah. awesome number to see oh yeah and then the fundraising expenses are only a hundred thousand which is also yes pretty they're low, not so I like, like that's great.
1: spending a bunch of money on yeah these extravagant galas and stuff just to raise a little bit of yeah, money
0: exactly a hundred percent i wonder how much of that money raised is adoptions
1: that would be a nice i guess it depends on how, how many dogs they
0: raise right like i don't know because then they adopt them so
1: Or yeah, right. like how many don't graduate
0: yeah well exactly they, they didn't have an actual percentage they just had the more than 75 percent yeah i don't know if it's 76 percent i don't know if it's <laughs> 99 but yeah more than 75 percent but anyway that's all Whatever i got that mean that's 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 all she wrote
1: that was fun you're welcome I, en- I enjoyed
0: happy to help we got a weird murder well the murder itself wasn't weird the dude the was weird the weird the weird avril Levine murder
1: yes 40 year old man was upset he couldn't go see avril Levine, so he killed his mother
0: yeah with a bottle of cognac and a knife yes before going to hooters uh before going to the, the bookstore
1: because he was so excited about general hospital yeah that and then afterwards he was like you know Do you what? think he watched I an episode of
0: general hospital before the murder or like right after he like chilled on the couch for a minute and like put so on tv in his head? and he was like watching general hospital
1: i don't know i feel in my head he's one of those people that are like oh my god my stories are on i have to go watch my stories
0: i could see that <laughs> I could totally see that.
1: Watched it. Then went to the bookstore and was like, you know what? You know who would love this book? This character on General Hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy it for them.
0: Nailed it. Totally what happened.
1: And then he went, I want some wings.
0: Actually, wings, i pretty good right now. You can't have any, though. I'm yes, sorry. I can. We'll talk. Okay. Anyway, that's all I got for you. Uh, so do what you should be doing
1: following us on all the socials
0: at sunshine and murder podcast
1: except for twitter sun and murder pod
0: because character limits you can also obviously go to our website sunshine and murder podcast.com or you can
1: email us at at sunshine Sunshine and murder Murder podcast Podcast at at gmail.com
0: i promise that brandy will respond to your email if you email us because i apparently don't what else we got i think that's it is it all the things it's been a minute since we've done one of these so what do we usually say here leave us a review oh leave us a review god how many reviews are we at i'm six. gonna pull them up right now Wait, we have six reviews
1: uh we have two written
0: we only have two written reviews yes how dare people hold on i'm I'm pulling us up
1: we have so many people who are like oh i'm absolutely gonna leave you a review and then we never hear anything else
0: all of you are liars i hope you know that travis blades when you hear this episode <laughs> We do have a five-star rating, which is incredible. Yes. But it's based on six ratings. Yes. And when you scroll down here, let's see. Podcast to die for. Hmm. Get it? Dies all in capital letters. Mm -hmm. And then great new podcast. Very sweet. Tratis Blades. Where you at? Cough, cough.
1: (coughs) I just want to review it for someone who found us.
0: Oh, who isn't a member of our family and or friend group? Yes. That'd be cool.
1: Someone we don't tell. To listen to it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and someone who finds it by themselves
0: i'm telling you we just need to crack open the old wallet there and advertise, advertise. but i want to pin advertise mm-hmm. i want i want to have like 100 episodes right and Which then all sounds of a sudden incredibly people found daunting us. and then all of a sudden there's like an influx of people like and they're like wow this podcast wow you know 55 of these episodes suck but as soon as they hit 56 <laughs> man it was
1: great finally found their stride
0: exactly um that would be not ideal but but i would take it yeah (laughs) until next time
1: have fun have fun
0: who's having fun can we have fun i mean we can we're going to have fun bye bye